0: Welcome to Kristen in the City podcast, a podcast where absolutely nothing is out of bounds. Every Monday, we're going to dive into some hot topics and we're going to discuss some things that we all go through. You're not alone. So grab your wine, grab your popcorn, or turn the volume up in your car because we're going to laugh, maybe even cry together because you all know life is a lot. So I'm your host, Kristen, and let's get real. Well, hello everybody and happy Monday. I hope that y'all are having the best day as usual. I'm actually recording this on Easter Sunday, so I just wanted to tell y'all happy Easter and I hope that y'all had a really, really great day. Um, It's been a little bit strange today, I'm not going to lie. On the plus side, the weather is absolutely insane, like beautiful. I've been outside all morning and I kind of wish that I didn't procrastinate on recording this because I'm having to stay inside while I do this. And I'm like, no. So I'm just looking out the window and I'm like... Ah, so beautiful outside. Um, But yeah, I hope y'all had a really, really great Easter. It's been a little strange, like not being able to go to church and hanging out with your family, but I just have to remind myself on why today is so special and why we celebrate it in the first place. And that's because a perfect man walked this planet 2020 years ago and did something so incredible that it literally stopped time and started it over. So, it's insane what He does for me, and He continues to chase after me every single day, regardless of what I do um, or what I don't do, but man, I'm so thankful that what happened 2020 years ago happened, because we, you and I can live how we do, and that's, like, mic drop, you know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy what He does for all of us, and I'm really happy for that, so regardless of all the things that we have missed out on today, it's made up by what He did on the cross, you know, so, man today's a good day. Today's a really, really good day. Um, But aside from that, we are going to hop into our relationships part two podcast. So I hope that y'all are really excited for it. I got some really great feedback on some of the things that y'all heard in part one. So I'm really excited to discuss some things for part two. So let's get into it. So what I thought was really funny, actually, was the most feedback that I got from part one was, uh, you know, kind of you guys asking me what the deal is with me. Like, am I in a relationship? Am I talking to anybody? Like, what happened to my last relationship and why did it end so abruptly? And I try to answer you guys the best that I can without really putting anybody on blast because that's not ever my goal. Everybody has their personal business that I really Sometimes, I'm not going to lie, I do want to blast it (laughs) because, you know, I'm really strong on what happened on my side, right? But at the same time, I have to remember that people that I've dated, they're also people and probably don't want their business, like, all over the place. So, I try to answer it in the most generic way that I can. Um, But, yes, I am not in a relationship. I have not been in a relationship since December, And I will kind of loop back around to what I said in part one about putting all of your business out on social media. And the reason why I don't advise you doing that is because when you post all your business out on there online, like we did, I posted everywhere that we went, um, just everything all the time, pictures, this picture that tweeting this, it was just a lot. And it's so not like me to do that because I have never, ever once done that with any other relationship I was in, all of our stuff was pretty much private. Um, so with me posting every detail of our relationship, when I stopped posting, people could tell that something was up, and I had a lot of people, random people that I don't even really talk to, like that, ask me what was going on. So I don't really advise that just just for the sheer fact of if you put all your business out there, you're kind of inviting people that you don't even talk to to be comfortable enough to ask you some really like intimate details of parts of your life that you're like, wait a second, I don't even really, I don't really talk to you like that. But yeah, I guess we broke up. I don't know. So yeah, it was really weird. Um, but to put it short, to answer questions about my last relationship in the shortest and most kind way that I possibly can was he was not for me at all. And a lot of you and my friends noticed that and realized that from the bat and tried to tell me. They were like, Kristen... I don't know he's not like you his mindset's different I don't know if you should take this on and I was always like no 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 like he's fine like he really really treats me well and he did but my problem in my dating experience has been that I always think that I can fix people I don't know why I'm that way I just think that I can fix them and I can bring out the best in people and that never works out to my to my advantage at all it's not anybody's job to fix anybody they need to fix themselves because they want to fix something. Like it's not anybody's job to fix anybody. So already from the jump, me falling in love or loving potential, uh, that's on me (laughs) to be honest. So that's what happened. He had a lot of bad habits. He had a uh, drinking problem. He drank all the time, loved to party, loved to just be wild. And that's really not who I am. And I tried to like Maybe get out of my comfort zone and maybe have a couple more beers than I typically would have, or be out and party, or go to clubs. But that is just not me. I tried it; it's not. And the whole reasoning for me to, to like, you know, try to validate this whole situation was, okay, well, maybe let's try something different because nothing in the past has worked for me in my own past. So I tried to do something different, and we were just unequally yoked. And I'm so embarrassed to say this, but I'm going to admit it because you know, I try to keep everything authentic, but you guys, the whole, maybe it was maybe like six or seven months that we were dating, seven months, something like that. I did not once go to church. And that is really hard for me to admit because church is very important to me. And I get fed spiritually by going to church. It doesn't make me any better of a Christian that I go to church, but it feeds my soul and makes me feel good and helps me gain knowledge about you know, the Bible and being able to biblically counsel somebody that's in my life. So church is good for me. It keeps me on track personally. So not going one time while I was with him and thinking back on it, it kind of hurts me a little bit because even though I said, oh, well, he should have went to church and led me that way. And he should have like, yes. But at the same time, the fact that I let somebody get me off of track from something that I know is good for me, that's on me as well. So I accepted and I settled extreme, like to the most extreme amount, I settled. So that's basically what happened. We were not on the same page. Our friend circles were very different. Um, everything was just different. And looking back, I learned so much and I would not take it back because he really is a good guy. He has a great sense of humor. He's family oriented. And I do think that he has a good heart, but our life our lifestyles and our lives in general and what we want just did not align. So yes, it ended ugly and I'm not going to explain what happened that actually was like the final point of our relationship and me moving out. Um, Only thing I want to focus on is the fact that everything that happened happened because it was supposed to happen and it led me to exactly where I'm at right now, which I would not trade for the world. Where I'm at right now um, not just like where I am physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of that, I am in this spot because of all of that. So no, I would not take it back. I don't regret it. I learned so much about myself and what I want for myself and what I want for my future that I don't, I don't care and I'm not angry or bitter about the way that it ended. God always has my back. It is so bizarre to me because it just the way that things work out is just mind blowing. Everything happens for a reason. So yeah, that's, that's what happened. Um, but like I said, I wouldn't change it. So it did end ugly. And I hate that, you know, breakups suck regardless, but God had my heart protected in this. So this was probably the easiest breakup that I've ever gone through because I'm a little bit more emotionally mature and I'm able to kind of take things for what they are and not kind of like wonder what ifs, because like I said before, God has me exactly where he wants me. So I have complete confidence in that, you know? So yeah, that's what's going on with me (laughs) is that I am single. Uh, so yeah, but I'm not really looking either. I'm, I'm kind of over it right now. I don't, uh, think that right now I should even be in a relationship. Um, I'm healthy and I'm good with where I'm at, but if someone pops up and, you know, shows me, hey, I'm going to lead you properly, let's do this and that, and then, you know, cool, it might happen. Um, Am I possibly talking to somebody? Maybe, (laughs) but like I said, I am so done with like putting expectations on two people. It's not fair. Um, My whole thing now is that if someone wants to be in my life, whether you're a friend or a significant other, you will make it happen, period. Regardless of your circumstances and um I've learned that the like the thing that I want most out of a relationship from you know the opposite sex like a man um is that I want to be able to dream with you. Like I want to be able to plan out things and goals that we want to hit and I want to crush them and I want to be able to dream with somebody. I want to be able to just sit there and talk with someone and be like hey like Look at this home. Isn't it so beautiful? Like, look at this vacation spot. I can't wait to go there. Like, I want to be able to speak things into existence with my significant other. It's so important to me now. And I just want to get along. I just want you to be my, like, my other half. I don't want there to have to be all this extra pressure in a relationship when we're already under so much pressure as it is. I don't I don't want to go with how society says that a relationship should be. I want to create my own standards and vibe out with somebody. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm tired of, oh, you have to post this. Um, I get to post all your life and all your business and all. This. I don't want to do that. I really don't. Um, I'm very surface level and I post what I want people to see. I don't post everything. So even though I'm very active on social media and I have this podcast, please don't think that you know like everything <laughs> because I, I don't share everything about my life. And I want some of my life to be private and I think everybody should have a little piece of your life that's private and that it's only for you and for no one else. So yeah, that's kind of like my spiel on what's going on right now. Um, I just want to vibe out with somebody and I just want you to be there and have my best interest to you. I want you to respect me and just like, let's make each other's life better. And like, let's just get through it together. That's kind of where I'm at with the whole relationship thing as of right now. So (laughs) I hope that answered all of you guys, like all of your questions that you asked. And um, yeah, maybe in another podcast episode, I'll get more into depth of all of that. But for the meantime, let's go ahead and jump into some extra relationship stuff um, about like what the actual episode is about. And yeah, let's get started. So the first thing that I want to talk about is super important and it's so weird because I was writing down my outline and kind of jotting down some ideas and things to talk about and it's actually the last thing that I thought of but it's the first thing that I want to talk about because it really is important and quite frankly I think it's kind of a cheat code (laughs) and let me explain Um, but I want to talk about boundaries And boundaries are so important to have, you guys, Um, especially if you're dating someone and you kind of want to start out on the right foot, right? So if you set a boundary and you let that person know, like, hey, this is a strong boundary of mine, you know, I don't want to say or talk about this certain thing or I don't want to do this certain thing, if they know that boundary and they still try to kind of challenge it and wiggle their way through that boundary of yours, that really means that they don't respect you. And that might be a hard pill to swallow because you might be in the same kind of boat I was in. In my last relationship, I'm just going to be completely, you know, transparent with you. I feel like it's really important to not have sex with someone that you're, you know, the goal is for marriage, right? Like, I would love to not have sex with someone until I'm married. Like, what I would do to find that. (laughs) But... I can't sit here and tell you that I'm perfect. I can't sit here and tell you that I'm a virgin. I'm not. Um, But it's a goal of mine. So I'm still going to stick to that. I'm not going to be ashamed and tell you that I've fallen short because, you know, none of us are perfect. All of us have fallen short. But for example, in my last relationship... I was super adamant on no sex before marriage. I said it over and over and over and over and over again. I don't want to have sex until marriage. I don't want to have sex until marriage. And you know, that happened for about two months and previously, like before I got in that relationship, I was celibate for like almost a year, which, you know, I will pat myself on the back for, because that's a goal of mine that I had is to say celibate until marriage. But Um, the person I was dating was not on the same page. He didn't understand why I wanted that. And I would explain it to him. And it's like, he didn't want to understand because he was so set on just having sex for whatever reason. We all know the reason. Um, But I folded and I should have taken that as a red flag. And, you know, again, we all fall short, right? Um, But he didn't respect my boundary, even though I clearly let him know why I felt that way um, and why I wanted, you know, why I wanted to do it and exactly what I did not want to do and what I thought was too far. He obviously did not respect that and he did not, he just didn't respect my boundary. And so I ended up folding and looking back on that situation, I should have taken that as a huge red flag. And maybe you have made that same kind of boundary and someone didn't respect it or someone kept trying to push their way through it And that tells a lot about what they think about you, okay, to be honest. And it's a really hard pill to swallow because I have talked to and dated people that I really, really, truly liked, but they didn't respect my boundary. And it's kind of like, kind of a slap in the face because, you know, like, dang, like, I just had this boundary and you don't respect me enough to, like, kind of chill out. But it doesn't have to be anything about sex. If you don't think that's important, it could be something as easy as, like, not talking about a specific thing so if you've gone through some sort of trauma in your life and you have a trigger um and you just tell someone hey I don't I don't want to talk about that like maybe at a later time but like at this moment I don't want to talk about that if you have someone that keeps continuing to challenge you on it and bring you up after you specifically have told them you don't want to talk about it then again red flag or if you don't want to do something If you don't like going to the club or drinking, okay? You've told the person that you dated that you do not like that and they keep continuing to get you out or try to get you out of the house and into the bar, that is a red flag. Some people that you talk to, right? Say you have an alcohol problem, right? And something is a trigger of yours that makes you want to drink. If you're dating someone and you tell them, hey, I don't want to do this because it triggers me and makes me want to drink when I'm trying to recover from an alcohol problem and they don't respect that, just walk the other direction. Okay. Boundaries are so important and it goes so much farther than relationships. It can go into friendships as well. It can go into your family members, make your boundaries well known because it will tell you a lot about what people feel about you and how they respect you. If they don't respect you and your boundaries, bounce, take them out of your life. We don't do that anymore. (laughs) It's 2020. We've already gone through way too much So far in this year, and it's only April, so we don't have time to have people in our lives that do not respect us. So make your boundaries well-known and do not be ashamed of something that you might have a boundary for. This is your life. If you have a trigger or something specific that does not take you to a good place, make that well-known. And if someone does not honor that, Kick them to the curb. Do you hear me? Okay, so that is one thing that I think is super huge in relationships is making sure that you are very vocal about your boundaries. It will tell you a lot about a person if they honor them or if they don't. So the next thing that I want to talk about is a term that we have all heard before and we have talked about it. You have seen it on social media and it's love languages. (laughs) So it is super important for you to know what your partner's love language is. Um not always are we going to be in a relationship with someone who has the same love language as us, right? We can't be that selfish and expect that from somebody. Um but it's super important to know, you know, not only, you know, your love language, but to know your partner's as well. So if you do not know what your love language is or your partner doesn't know what their love language is, I really suggest you going online and taking the quiz. Um it's free. Um, but there's also a book that kind of explains it more in detail on how to make uh, relationships work with whatever love language that you have. I don't think you have to go into that much depth about it, but at least just know which one is you. So the five love languages are, uh, the first one is words of affirmation. The second one is, uh, gifts. The third one is acts of service. The fourth one is quality time. And the fifth one is physical touch. So it is important to know what your partner's love language is. Because y'all could be trying, to, y'all, so I'll say this, okay? Y'all could be in an argument, right? Y'all could really both be saying the same thing or wanting the same thing out of an argument, but the way that y'all solve the argument or the way that you speak to one another or the way that you get over it and try to, um, you know, mend it, you could have good intentions behind it, but it's, if it's not their love language, they're not going to take it as well as if it were. So just for instance, my love language is words of affirmation, okay, to the T. I need you to verbally tell me what I want to hear, <laughs> uh, which might not be the best thing because actions are always better. However, words seem to get my attention. So if I'm in an argument with my significant other, and let's just say they go to uh, you know being cuddly on me and rubbing my feet and stuff like that, I understand that you mean well by wanting to cuddle me and massage my feet. However, I don't like to be touched. (laughs) So if you would just tell me, hey, babe, I'm so sorry. I will do better. I won't do that again. That is going to, you know, register better with me than if you were to be cuddly on me. Because if you're cuddly on me, I'm going to be like, get off of me, please. Dear God, don't touch me. Even though you have great intentions on solving uh, whatever we're going through. So that's just an example. Or for one, if your um, love language is gifts, like you love gifts and you like giving gifts and receiving them. If someone tries to solve an argument with you and they try to just tell you words, right? They say, hey babe, I'm sorry. Um, I won't do that again. I'll be better that you're not going to receive that well, even though they meant well by telling you, you know, they won't do that again. What you really wanted is you wanted to get flowers. (laughs) And that is what would have solved the issue. It's just little things like that, that can make a huge difference in like a huge difference in a relationship. So make sure that you tell your partner, hey, I don't really like to be touched if you're trying to make things better, or I don't really care for flowers that much. However, I do really want to just hear you tell me that you're not going to do that again. Okay. Have a good one. (laughs) So it's just things like that, that can really, really go a long way. Um, another one is acts of service. So if you, if this is your love language, you want people to do things for you. So if you're in an argument with your significant other, you want them to go clean the dishes or go clean the room or clean the toilet or whatever. That goes a long way with you. That shows you that they want to do right by you and want to make the situation better. But like I said, if they do something like give you some flowers, you're going to be like, I don't even like flowers. It's just things like that. And so the last one, quality time. You just want them to sit by you and watch Netflix with you. They don't got to say anything. They don't got to buy anything. They just need you there. So um, if you're trying to get over an argument, they'll just drive over to you, walk through the door, sit down and watch a show with you. And that will do the trick for you. It's just stuff like that. Okay. So it's really important to know your partner's love language and to keep that in mind, like doing little things um, for people, even if you're not in an argument and you're not trying to settle a situation. If you just want to do something nice for your partner, knowing their love language and just doing that will just take you the distance. It's the little things that are consistent that add up to make a great great relationship. So, it's not that like you have to do one extravagant thing every single year and that's going to give you the healthiest relationship. No. If your partner's love language is let's just say quality time, make sure that you're fulfilling that need. They need you and they want you there. So, If, for instance, that's something that you hate, you might run into some issue. If you hate physical touch like me, and you're dating like a lovey-dovey, touchy, cuddly kind of person, you know, I'm not saying it's impossible, but you might run into some issue. Like, that is my least, least love language. I don't, like, I like to cuddle for maybe five minutes or so, like maybe that. But other than that, I'm turning around and I'm turning my back towards you and I'm going to sleep that's not because I'm mad at you, but I just don't want to be touched when I go to sleep. I don't really like to be like pulled on or touched and all that stuff like all the time. I, that just gave me, like you should see my face right now. I really just don't like that. So yeah, just know your partner's love language and just do those little things that they love and it will take you the distance, I promise. So the next thing that I want to talk about is something that I don't really think anybody on this planet likes to do especially not me, to be honest, and it is compromise. And you guys, this is like the hardest part for me to grasp about a relationship, and it's probably why I'm single. But when you're in a relationship, you have to learn to bend a little bit and to compromise. And honestly, like the more that you're willing to compromise, the healthier relationship might be. Because when you come together with somebody, there are going to be disagreements, and there are going to be pet peeves of yours and of his that you know, might drive you to actually drink if you, even if you don't drink and it might make you want to slam your head into a brick wall. But at some point you're going to have to learn how to kind of deal with conflicts in a way that you're not yelling and screaming at each other because there's, there's like dishes left in the sink, stuff like that. Um, I've also heard a lot of you married girls (laughs) have told me that a lot of y'all's husbands leave their clothes right beside the, right beside the dirty clothes hamper instead of putting them inside. I haven't like personally dealt with that, but I could definitely see how irritating that would be. Or if men leave the toilet seat up or whatever, just little things that, you know, men do or that women do. I get it. Like, you know, but there are just going to be some things that you compromise on. Or if you're in the process of buying a house and you really, really love this house, but your husband's like... Oh, I don't, I mean, I don't really like the cabinets or whatever. And you turn in him with like a desk there and you're like, you better like these damn cabinets. Like, what are you talking about? It's things like that where we have to learn to compromise. And men, if you're listening, I'll, hats off to you because I think that y'all do a way better job about compromising than women. Us women, we like what we like, especially when it comes to like decorations and stuff. I feel like men don't have any say in decorations or things that have to do with the household. And I can't, but like, it's hard for me to understand how frustrating that might be to y'all because some of y'all might actually want a house to look a certain way or you might not want those like sequin pillows on the couch, but you're like, you know what? If that makes my wife happy, then cool. Um, same with cars. A lot of men like let their women have the the cute cars, the sporty cars, and y'all get like y'all's pickup and y'all are completely fine with it. So hats off, men. Y'all do a really great job about compromising. Um, but women, um, let's have a conversation because I think we're really bad at it. But the more that you're willing to compromise with your significant other, I think it will take you the distance seriously. And just the way that you react to like pet peeves and stuff like that, you don't have to blow up over some dishes in the sink or maybe your husband left the toilet seat up. whatever. Um, You can either just, just kind of be like, all right, deep breath in deep breath out. I'm just going to do the dishes. Like I can just put them in the dishwasher and I can say, Hey babe, I did the dishes. Totally didn't mind. However, if you could just put them like maybe in the dishwasher next time, I would like so, so appreciate it. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Just reacting in that way can save you a lot of, uh, you know, arguments. You feel me? And I'm guilty of this. Like sometimes I'd be tripping. I'd be tripping women like, look, like, let's just be honest men, we know that we trip, okay? Like, we just sometimes, we just can't help it. So, compromise is such a big, big thing. And just saying like, babe, yeah, like, let's just find something that we both like. And saying that just made me cringe because I know how hard that is. But the more that you're willing to be graceful and compromising on just anything, really, the healthier relationship is going to be. So, this is something that I have to work on. And if you feel like you're the same way, just kind of be aware of it. The first step is admitting that you have a problem and we can move forward from that. So yeah, compromise, super, super big and super important. And it really does help, especially if you're good at it. So hats off to you guys and to you girls that are good at it. So at the end of the day, I really just feel like people are either going to move appropriately or they're going to move funny. And that's just kind of like point blank period. And honestly, to me, it seems like everybody just moves a little bit funny to me. (laughs) Like it's just so sad that I feel like there are more unsolid people than solid people these days. And it's just kind of a hard pill to swallow because I expect everyone just to kind of like do the right thing. Right. And everybody speaks on being real and everyone speaks on being faithful and this and that. But it's just like, no, y'all don't move how y'all say y'all want people to move. And it's super hypocritical. So it's just weird to me. But Uh, People just cheat so sneakily these days. There are just so many different outlets that people can take, whether that's like indirect messages or whether that's dating apps. Like, there's just so many different ways that people can be unfaithful to people. And it's so, it's just kind of disheartening a little bit, you know what I mean? And then when people do make a mistake or they're unfaithful in the relationship, Instead of admitting that they're wrong and uh, moving forward and trying to apologize to that person for hurting them, they try to validate their actions. And if there is one thing that I cannot stand on this planet <laughs> is when people try to validate their clear terrible choice or their choices. I can't stand it. People cannot own up to anything anymore and I don't know if it's always been that way or maybe I'm just been like, you know, more affected directly, but people do not own up to their crap anymore and I don't know why. So, if you cheat, I hear a lot of people like Oh, well, you know, and they try to blame it on the person that they cheated on. No, 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 no. It does not work that way. You cheated because that is a character flaw of yours and you were not man or woman enough to speak to your partner and either A, break up with them or talk to them about an issue that apparently made you cheat. People love instant gratification these days and they just want to you know fulfill that desire instantly inside and instead of trying to be like all right why do I feel this way and maybe kind of holding back on those temptations. Temptation is in everybody's life and I'm so tired of people trying to act like temptation is only apparent in their life. It's apparent in everybody's life in so many different forms but you either have one or two choices. You're either gonna A control those temptations and be aware of it and try to replace it with something healthy, or you're going to act on those temptations and, you know, potentially run something great or ruin your life. I mean, temptation can be so many different things. It could be just getting onto Pornhub. Like, some people are really addicted to watching porn, seriously. And I don't feel like we talk about it as enough, like like an, as as much as we should, I guess, because now it's like freely on every single social media app, especially Twitter. I see porn all the time, and I'm like, why? What the heck? Like, what is this? Um, but temptation can be something as simple as that, getting onto Pornhub. In my opinion, if porn is a issue in your relationship and you're getting on there, and you're trying to be sneaky about it, you're kind of dipping your toe into temptation, and you're kind of being ruled by it, or temptation as far as like looking at other chicks pictures, or messaging them, or getting onto dating websites, like I've heard of so many different things that people fall victim to as far as temptation goes, and it's all around us, but you guys, I will tell you this, There is nothing more solid on this planet than having somebody in your life that is for you, only for you, and who is rooting for you. So don't mess that up. And a lot of the times, we're addicted to chaos, okay? And I'm kind of guilty of this. Sometimes when things are going really, really great... And nothing is kind of going wrong. It kind of makes me think like, all right, is something like happening? I don't know. Something seems sketch. Everything's going too well. Because I'm used to chaos. I'm used to drama. I'm used to things being kind of like chaotic. And so when things are going really, really great, it kind of makes me stop and think like, uh, it's uncomfortable, right? And that's weird to think of that being normal and being healthy uh, seems strange to us because we're used to chaos and that very well may be something that you fall victim to as well a lot of us are addicted to chaos a lot of us like the like the feeling of fixing a problem or being a part of drama or being part of arguments more than you think and I want you to think on that for a second because it it really is like an accurate statement sometimes we feel more comfortable in chaos so if something is more calm to you and you and you have somebody in your life that brings you peace that you can vent to that you can like share your heart with please be very careful and understand how rare that is to find these days you guys it is rare to find a healthy relationship it is rare to be in a healthy marriage things are not how they used to be we have a lot of different resources at our fingertips that are just waiting to destroy our relationships our friendships and quite frankly, like, even being the best parent that you could possibly be, there are so many toxic things that can get a hold of us. So just please be aware, if you have something good, don't mess it up. Like, I've had some friends do some questionable things when they've been in a relationship, and I look at them and I kind of just, I'm like, mm, child, I don't know if you should do that, um, but that kind of just leads into my next point of conversation is your friends, okay? If you are in a friend group, whether you're a girl or a guy, and you're watching your friends self-sabotage, and you're not saying anything, or even worse, if you're kind of like cheering them on to make bad choices, please stop doing that. We are grown now at this point. Um, If you're listening right now and you're a little bit younger and you kind of catch yourself um, being in a friend group that y'all kind of cheer each other on for making the wrong choices, I really encourage you to kind of stop doing that as soon as you possibly can. This especially goes with guys. I've seen it with my own two eyeballs. A lot of y'all like to cheer each other on for being um, a little bit toxic. and I don't understand that. Like I have seen friend groups that a lot of the men in the group are married. And the other friends that might not be married, or hell, they even might be married, y'all all like to cheer each other on for making the wrong choices, and it's kind of like y'all want to validate each other's decisions by all of y'all making the same bad choice. And cut it out. Same with women. I see it with my own two eyes all the time, again, with y'all going out and y'all kind of like hype each other up for being thotty or kind of being hoish. and y'all are in relationships or even that, married get out of these kind of friend groups. We are not doing that anymore in 2020, okay? We're changing a lot of things that we typically do. If you are in a relationship or you're married, be around other friends that have the same mindset as you. It's not cute to be a hoe in general, but to be a hoe and be married or be engaged, um yeah, that's 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 not it. Not it at all, y'all. There just comes a certain point in time in life where bad choices and just bad decisions in general It's just exhausting because it typically comes along with a lot of other things that aren't healthy. So if you're in a relationship and you make the wrong choices or you hang around the wrong friends, that's going to put a strain on your relationship within itself, or it's going to put a strain on the way that you parent your children, or it's just going to put a strain on y'all's future. Just make things as healthy as possible, you guys. And I know that like we all like to say that and we all like to think that we make the right choices, but I don't think that we think a lot of what we're doing right now But every single thing that we do right now has an effect on our future. Um, Every single decision, every single yes, every single no has an effect later on down the road. So for me personally, that's been something that I've had to focus on, like making decisions. It's serious, okay? because something that you do today could affect you years and years down the road. So to wrap this up, we have talked so much about relationships. We've talked about the do's, the don'ts, why we think that relationships don't really work out anymore and kind of everything in between. But it's been really nice to kind of just vocalize and talk about this out loud because I'm not perfect. Like I'm not going to sit here and try to act like I'm Dr. Phil or Oprah and I have like the best ideas and the best way to make relationships work. Obviously that's not the case because I am single. (laughs) But it's been really cool just to talk about it and kind of just listen to you guys on why y'all think that relationships fail too. So... My biggest advice, if you were in a relationship right now, love that person well because like what I said in part one, I think the biggest thing on why relationships don't work anymore is because people do not love unconditionally anymore. There's always something else tied to it. So if you're with somebody, love that person well and just learn to love everything about them. They're going to get on your nerves, of course, but love them because that will take you the distance. Um, I was thinking about this earlier, but when you're on your deathbed, right, when, when your life is about to come to an end, hopefully that's far from now. But the person that's going to be by your side is going to be your significant other, not your parents, um, maybe not your siblings, not your grandparents. The person that's going to be beside you is your significant other. And that made me realize how important it is to find someone that is your soulmate, right? That is your equal, that cheers you on, and that is going to be with you to the very end. And it's going to be a long journey and a hard struggle to get to that point, but The biggest thing is just to not give up on somebody that you love. If you love them unconditionally, go the distance I am rooting for you. Um, And if you're single right now and you're kind of looking for what I just described... Focus on yourself because the more that you work on yourself and the more that you love yourself and learn about the things that you like and don't like, the less likely you are to settle or just be in a situation where you're wondering if you did the right thing or not. So if you are single, just learn to love this season of your life because really there's so many great things that come with being single. So just keep continuing to truck along and I promise your time will come. But anyway, it's been super fun to talk about relationships, but I am really, really excited about the next episode. So just stay tuned for that. And until next time, I hope that y'all have a wonderful week and I will talk to you guys very, very soon. Bye. Love y'all.